Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners, the hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm Emily, and this is Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends Jason Dedeker teach me, a born and raised atheist, all about the Bible. So, uh, Dedeker, let's start with you today. How are you doing? Oh, I'm great. I'm already in the chat of our live show here on Get Vocal, uh, talking to people about the Christian bar, the like actually Christian bar that I used to frequent in Singapore. Have I told all y'all about that? I don't recall this story, no. I mean, I yeah. went there with you once, so... Yes, yes, oh. yes, I brought <laughs> you there. <laughs> Yeah, so it was this, uh, so it started, there was this little Christian cafe that I used to go to, not because it was Christian, but just because it was close to my house and they had decent Wi-Fi and drinks and food and stuff like that. And it was, a, you know, a nice place to hang out and get some work done, things like that. And then on the top level, it was like a three-story building. On the top oh, level wow. of the cafe, they opened up a little bar, a little cocktail bar. And the name of the bar was Ephesians 518. I have no idea what yeah, that I, is yeah. a reference to. I don't know that one <laughs> Do either. you? We haven't gotten there yeah. yet. We have not gotten there yet, but I will read it to you. This is way, way, way far in the New Testament. And, oh, okay. Uh, the verse is, Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, comma. And we don't get the rest of it, because that was the only verse that they decided to reference for the name of their bar. Be filled uh, with the Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what that Spirit is, no, but whatever that, Spirit like, you want. I always puzzled about that name because I'm like, this is so weird and ironic of like you're opening a bar and you're citing the one verse that often gets lifted up as like, this is why Christians shouldn't drink is because Paul said so (laughs) that you shouldn't drink drink or get drunk on wine. And yet you're serving people some spirits and not the Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit. I mean, they're serving that too, I think. I think they're serving the Holy (laughs) Spirit as well. Are they? Lovely. I mean, Yeah. yeah, they must be. Anyway, they yeah. played they played like worship music the entire time in the bar and would refuse to change it. But the cocktails were really nice, really nice craft, you know, like hand muddled mixology, kind of like fancy cocktails. They were great. Beautiful. That's yeah. lovely. No, it was fun. Anyway, it was cute. And they had some cool yeah. uh, like craft cold brew coffees and stuff too. So you could oh, get nice. pumped up. And chilled out at the same time. It's great. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Just and like filled with the Lord. Double fisted. And filled with the Lord, uh-huh. of course. And filled with the Lord. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess what are we drinking not in Singapore, but currently in our homes? <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking, Jays? Uh yeah, I'm having a stone brewery beer called uh Scorpion Punch IPA. Oh yeah, I've had that before. Yeah. It's nice. It's uh, you know, kind of a a lightly fruity sort of a it kind of tastes like a hazy ipa even though i don't think it's technically a hazy ipa but it has like that little more fruity citrusy forward kind of taste to it it sounds tasty and uh, good for the hot weather for sure exactly what about you dedeker oh i'm just having a modello that's oh wow yeah nice haven't had one in a while though so so it's nice it's refreshing yeah oh i bet 
I'm having uh here I'll show the audience. A nice <laughs> little of course. Wow. It's like a it's sort of a in my own little fun twist on a pina colada today. I added mint to it, hence the mint sprig. Um and it created this like beautiful color today. Nice. And it's quite nice. Yeah. Lovely, lovely. Do yeah. you at all remember what we talked about last time, Em? Um, I do know that the really important and uh, one of the only stories that I know from this was in it last week, um, the story about the baby almost getting cut in half and then the real mom saying, nah, don't don't do that. And Solomon said, you're the real mom. (laughs) (laughs) They all lived Uh happily ever after. Yeah, but you two mentioned that uh, you didn't realize that they were prostitutes, which is what this Mm -hmm. book said. Yeah, Yeah, I never remembered that version of the story where they were also prostitutes. No. I think it's one of those things where it's not relevant to the way the story is taught. And so they just leave it out because it's confusing. And it's like, especially for kiddos. And it's like, if they're not being condemned for it, we don't want to talk about it kind of a thing. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's interesting, actually, in terms of people who do try to, to analyze the Bible and look at it critically and things like that, that there is something to be said for the times when things are not made into the point of something. Uh, like this comes up a lot with Jesus's parables and stories and things is like, sometimes it's just as important what he doesn't comment on as what he does. And I think this could be one of those examples where Solomon doesn't comment on, well, it doesn't matter. You're prostitutes. We're going to take your baby away anyway. Or right. Like none, no part of it is condemning that. It's just, okay. Yeah. Let's, let's figure out a way to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. In a, in a weird, <laughs> goofy way. <laughs> yeah. It did I can't actually recall if anything else happened of note. Probably, but Oh do he you? well he okay. Yes. Before the baby cutting story, he prayed to God. Or no, God came to him and was like, I'm yeah. gonna give you something great, uh, whatever you want. And right. oh yeah. And he chose gave him wisely. Yeah, he well, he chose wisdom, right? Yeah. But yes. then he also <laughs> he chose wisdom, but then he also got a bunch of like awesome stuff as well. So he got right. fame and fortune and wealth right. and a bunch of fun so things. So many horses. Yeah, so all many the horses, horses. in the world. Oh, you were I like, I can't even imagine yeah. that many horses. It was forty thousand or something. Yeah, exactly. which is probably Allegedly. more. Yeah, more than he was allowed to have. But God was like, eh, you can have him. Like I said, I think he found some loopholes, so it was okay. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> he kept some of the horses in a Swiss bank account. There you go. That's <laughs> just like the Swiss stables. Yeah, yeah. some Swiss stables, found some tax haven stables <laughs> exactly. in the Bahamas and stuff. Yeah. Perfect. Oh Perfect. No problem. Beautiful. Well, what are wow. we reading today? Okay. Yeah. Today we're continuing on with First Kings chapters six and seven. Only two chapters today where we're going to be learning all about this temple and this palace that we started talking about last time. All right, if you want to read along with us, you can do that at drunkbiblestudy.com slash read. As we get started, we want to remind everyone to read responsibly and drink responsibly. You can drink along with us, or you can listen to us while you're in the car. But please do not do both at the same time. And with that, First Kings 6.
It happened in the 480th year after the children of Israel were come out of the land of Egypt. Wow. In the, in the fourth year of Solomon's reign over Israel, in the month Ziv, which is the second month. Oh, oh that's February? You. Well, or no, not really. No, not really. Different calendars. Maybe yeah. that's something for the bonus to to Ooh, yeah. look at the Jewish calendar and try to understand it. My okay. bet is it's closer to September, actually. What uh, was it? Some... What was it in the month of the month of Invader Ziv. Zim? Ziv. Ziv. Invader Ziv. Ellis yeah. in the chat says more November December ish. I think. Okay, that's close. That's really funny because to be totally honest, <laughs> every single Jewish friend I've ever had has always been like. I think that's when this month is. <laughs> right. Maybe it's not. Maybe mm. I don't. I'm gonna have to check. <laughs> yeah, I mean they all sort of swing within a range of a month or two. Yeah, anyway, so that's so yeah. It's, it's why tricky. it's naturally confusing, understandably so. Right. Yeah. All right. In the month Ziv, which is the second month that he began to build the house of Yahweh, wow. thing that I guess David was not allowed to do. But no, Solomon because Solomon was going to do a way better job. He's like, <laughs> I know that Solomon's going to do a better job, so don't even <laughs> touch that, David. Get out. Here. Exactly. <laughs> it's like David has terrible architectural design sense. It's like I do and... not want no McMansion here. Mm-hmm. Only the best. Exactly. Only the best for my house. Yep. The house which King Solomon built for Yahweh. The length of it was sixty cubits, and the breadth of it twenty cubits, and the height of it thirty cubits. Here we go again with the IKEA instructions. So let's just get a, a reference point here. 10 cubits is roughly 15 feet, according to... Okay. To oh, that's pretty big then. 60? Kylesconverter.com. That's a really great name for this <laughs> Thanks, <website>. Kyle. <laughs> thanks, Kyle. Kyle. Thank you so much. Oh, what Kyle. a solid. I really appreciate that, Kyle. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> okay, so so 10 cubits is 15. Okay, so you said it was... What were the dimensions again? Just so I can kind of length, paint a picture. Length is 60 cubits. Breadth is wow. 20 cubits. Height is 30 cubits. That's huge. Yeah, that's huge. okay. That's big. And this is Massive, the, yes. the temple, right? The temple. Okay, got okay. it. Always cool. house. It's going to be like okay. Notre Dame here. Jeez. Okay. Yes. <laughs> A regular Notre Dame. Okay. Uh, the porch. <laughs> but the porch before the temple of the house, 20 cubits was the length of it, according to the breadth of the house, and 10 cubits was the breadth of it before the house. A porch. Don't understand. To... What? <laughs> A porch. It's interesting that that's the word they would use. Now, if I imagine yeah. a big, like, very grand temple, I can sort of see, an awning? you know, like, like, like the step, the steps leading up to it or like the courtyard, maybe. And porch is an interesting translation because I imagine like we're sitting out there sipping our sweet teas exactly. on like a swinging bench. We're doing, just, we're doing this. Yeah. For what right. we're doing right now. Reading Having our a Bibles. Having a grand old time. Out on, on the porch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I just looked this up in the message and the message also says porch, which is surprising. <laughs> However, the new international version says the portico at the front of the main hall of the temple. Uh, the Whoa. portico. The portico. That's, uh, that's Is that a lot like more an bougie. Italian word or something. <laughs> a lot yeah. more bougie. Portico. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe we should write down a note to look up for the bonus, the Solomon's porch. Solomon's <laughs> God's house's porch. God's, God's house's porch. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He wa- hey, that- God wanted a porch, you know? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. He's living he gets his rich what he life. Wants. Yeah. Exactly. For the house, he made windows of fixed latticework. Against the wall of the house, he built stories round about. Against the walls of the house, round about. Both... <laughs> Of the temple and of the oracle, and he made side chambers round about. Okay. Okay. The the nethermost story 
was five cubits broad, and the middle was six cubits broad, and the third was seven cubits broad, for on the outside he made offsets in the wall of the house round about that the beams should not have hold in the walls of the house. Anyone could, who is more architecturally minded... Could you, could you I, read me? I don't the, know what any of that so the, <laughs> meant. The, the nethermost floor is the bottom floor, right? Story, and the mi- middle and third. Okay, and then so what were those? Wait, no, there were stories outside the house, though. Is this just like kind of side side chambers that that are that are higher? I see. Maybe? It's like a storage shed leaned up against it, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. This is where oh, we put I all see. the mops. I see, but it's but the each floor got bigger. So it's sort Did of they? a wait, it's like, how it's is like that? A, it's like an upside down triangle here? Like what's but happening? Nether, hold on, but nethermost, you don't think that nethermost is like like furthest away from me? We need a visual aid. <laughs> just like do, just yeah, like when we, need when we got up. all those instructions about the tabernacle, I think we just need a visual aid. We'll have to look that up in the yeah. bonus or yeah, something. Okay. Okay. We can look it up. But I'm pretty sure what he's saying though is that each floor going up is getting bigger and that he devised some clever way of building the supports in to make that work i think it's like a you know it's like a modern That's impressive david or like, not david solomon like a lot of libraries these days have like cool oh have to be like yeah cool designs yeah, cool. cool architecture like that yeah, yeah. okay yeah. The house, when it was in building, was built of stone made ready at the quarry, and there was neither hammer nor axe nor any tool of iron heard in the house while it was in building. I wonder why. Okay. Is iron not okay? (sighs) Every time we come across something that is unclear to us, I just know there's all the know-it-alls out there. We're like, well, obviously, iron was forbidden in in Jewish religion at this time. You should know that. Everyone knows that. I mean, I guess you should have, but... Oh, oh, okay, Dedeker, sorry. I I just looked this up, and now I understand. Now I understand. Okay. It's that Tell us. no iron tools, like metal tools, were used at the building site. They were all done beforehand at the quarry. So it was like Ikea. They're all kind of ready cut when they get shipped <laughs> oh, over to well, be more nice. like respectful of the neighborhood, I guess. Right, yeah. They were trying to not get a noise complaint. <laughs> right, right, I say. right, right. Yeah. Everybody's got to live while this is going on. And Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. well, that's nice. Okay. Yeah. The door for the middle side chambers was in the right side of the house, and they went up by winding stairs into the middle story and out of the middle into the third. Mm-hmm. So he built he built the house and finished it, and he covered the house with beams and planks of cedar. Oh, right, because we had a big old trade last time oh, for cedar. right. right. Yes, uh, for the really nice Lebanon cedar. Yep. Okay. He built the stories against all the house, each five cubits high, and they rested on the house with timber of cedar. The word of Yahweh came to Solomon, saying, concerning this house which you are building. (laughs) (laughs) So, about this house. I hate it. Start again. It's the worst, (laughs) truly. So, I I thought that I would like the marble countertops, but now that I'm seeing them actually out there, I just, I don't think I can go with it. I really want to switch to copper. Is that possible? Yeah. It's like every architect's nightmare. Yeah. If not Uh, that, could we do granite, maybe? I just, just, this isn't working for me. And I want cement floors now. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Concerning this house which you are building, if you will walk in my statutes and execute my ordinances and keep all my commandments to walk in them, then will I establish my word with you, which I spoke to David, your father. I will dwell among the children of Israel and will not forsake my people Israel. So Solomon built the house and finished it. (laughs) Good man. Good. 
<laughs> he built the walls of the house within with boards of cedar. From the floor of the house to the walls of the ceiling, he covered them on the inside with wood, and he covered the floor of the house with boards of fir. He built 20 cubits on the hinder part of the house with boards of cedar from the floor to the walls of the ceiling. He built them for it within for an oracle, even for the most holy place. This is the place where the the, the Ark of the Covenant is going to be, right? It's got to be, right? Yeah. Yeah. In, yeah. in this, the most holy place. And so the I house. assume that cedar planks are the most sort of radiation radiation resistant wood uh, this this, this time right, let's hope in, this so. in this economy you know <laughs> okay the house that is the temple before the oracle was 40 cubits long there was cedar on the house within carved with buds and open flowers oh, all wow. was cedar there was no stone seen so he covered up all the stone so it just looked like a nice little sweat lodge okay cool. it were. fun that's yeah. nice i, I like that flowers yeah. cut yeah. into it yeah. lovely he prepared an oracle in the midst of the house within to set there the Ark of the Covenant of Yahweh. Nailed it. Okay. Yep, yep. Within the oracle was a space of 20 cubits in length, 20 cubits in breadth, and 20 cubits in the height of it. And he overlaid it with pure gold, and he covered the altar with cedar. So Solomon overlaid the house within with pure gold, and he drew chains of gold across before the oracle, and he overlaid it with gold. Wait, I'm sorry. Is this saying that Solomon did all of this himself? Because I doubt that. He's a king. Yeah, but it's saying like, and then Solomon gently laid it out (laughs) and he spent days like intricately cutting the rosebuds into the wood. Like, (laughs) no, it's like, I mean, that that would be impressive. People say like, yeah, we we built our own house. They really generally don't mean that they actually built it with their own hands. I see. Can I just, can I read you the message version of that description of the inner, they call it the inner sanctuary instead of the the Oracle. Oracle? Yeah. Okay. Great. This, um, this inner sanctuary was a cube 30 feet each way all plated with gold. The altar of cedar was also gold-plated. Everywhere you looked, there was pure gold. Gold (laughs) chains strung in front of the gold-plated inner sanctuary. Gold everywhere. Walls, ceiling, floor, and altar. Dazzling. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. I mean, the the word that came to mind for me was more Trumpian. Yeah, I was like, (laughs) Trump just like read the Bible and was like, that's what I want. Yep. I want God's house. God's house. Yeah. It works. Okay. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Chains of gold. Yes. Yes. Okay. The whole house he overlaid with gold until dazzling. all the house was finished. <laughs> dazzling. Gaudy, also, but dazzling, <laughs> I guess. Also, the whole altar that belonged to the oracle he overlaid with gold. In the oracle, he made two cherubim of olive wood, each 10 cubits high. That's high, isn't it? You said each cubit was how, was how 15 long? 15 feet. No, no, it's, no, it's like a 1.5 feet. feet per cubit. So 15 oh, okay. inches, because it's, it's finger to elbow. To elbow, yeah. Yeah, okay, 15 inches. 18 so. inches, but yeah. Okay. Wouldn't it be nice if Five. feet were 10 inches? It would just make a lot of things easier for measuring, I'll tell you. That is <laughs> true. Five cubits was the one wing of the cherub, and five cubits the other wing of the cherub. Wouldn't it be weird if they were different? (laughs) It's like this wing was five cubits, but he ran out of materials, and this one was only three. (laughs) Trying to do something very edgy and asymmetrical, you know? Exactly. From the uttermost part of the one wing to the uttermost part of the other wing were ten cubits. The other cherub was ten cubits. Both the cherubim were of one measure and one form, in case you didn't get that. Do you suppose... 
do you suppose anyone has ever tried to make like math lessons for Christian schools out of some of these things? Probably. Oh, I, I only did them all the time in Christian oh, really? school. What the Were they actually are you these about? like story problems out of these? Talking about Jace? Yes. No, that's great. Yes. Tell, tell like really about this. They'd be like, so if one wing was five feet long and the other was. I five mean, feet, I don't remember a story problem total? that was like specific to the Ark of the Covenant, but I'm one hundred percent sure. Okay, fine, ninety nine percent sure that I definitely did something like that. Okay, we had yeah, that sounds great. Um, yeah, wait, did our... you go to a Christian school? Yes. Oh, did I, you not know I this? missed that. I mean, <laughs> maybe I should have known. Yeah, K through eight, I went to Christian school. Wow. Yeah, and we had a curriculum put out by this company called Abeka, A-B-E-K-A. I don't know what that stands for, but Abeka, they put out Christian curriculum and textbooks and things like that. It's a very popular homeschooling curriculum as well. Um, And so that means like everything is Christianized, the history book, the math book, Hmm. the science book, everything is Christianized. And let me tell you, sorry, now I'm going to tell you a story. By all means. (laughs) My algebra... Maybe it was my pre-algebra. I don't know if it was a pre-algebra bu- algebra book or the algebra book. We had a story problem that had to do with the Roman army, actually. So this is a little bit in the New Testament. It's about the Roman army. And what the problem was, was about figuring out them having enough sandals for their soldiers. But the word that the book chose to use was thongs. And... <laughs> thong, thong, thong. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure high schoolers and... loved that. Oh, no, middle, middle schoolers. Schoolers. I was in middle yeah. school. So yeah. I'm sure they loved more. it also. It was just like, yeah, trying to figure out how many thongs the Roman army needed. Yep. Anyway, I'm <laughs> I'm very, very sure that yes, this would have been turned into a math problem. It's wow. funny. I mean, we're not there yet, but I'm just thinking about what a smart aleck you could be if Jesus were involved in any of the stories. It's like, you have three loaves of bread and someone else brought two more. How many do you have? And you're like, as many as Jesus decided there would end up being. And then it's just, <laughs> we'll get there. Em. Don't worry about it. You'll, I'm like, you'll laugh what? in a few years. What? Don't worry about you, it. You will laugh eventually. Just trust us. It's hilarious. Hilarious joke. Okay, I'll take your word for it, because I'm like, five? Why does Jesus decide what numbers are? Oh, Oh, boy. (laughs) Sorry. I'm assuming a lot of people in the chat know what these two are talking about, but I do not, so it's fine. We will get there. I'm going to get back to describing these very specific Mm, measurements. Please do. All right. Okay. The other cherub was 10 cubits. Both the cherubim were of one measure and one form. The height of the one cherub was 10 cubits, and so was it of the other cherub. He set the cherubim within the inner house, and the wings of the cherubim were stretched forth, so that the wing of the one touched the one wall, and the wing of the other cherub touched the other wall, and their wings touched one another in the midst of the house. Wait, okay, that's like (laughs) some perfect stuff there. How did they even get them in? Um, That's a good question. They must have built them in the room. Right. Yeah, they must have put it in the room and built around them. Or, but isn't the place high enough to? to they fit dropped in? it in with what crane, Dedeker? I mean, uh, if they anyone could it do it, the front door. If anyone could do it. Solomon could make a crane. I believe. It's true. Okay. <laughs> you believe? Well, that's all that matters. Okay. <laughs> now this is interesting because usually, uh, you know, the the cherubim that are on the Ark of the Covenant are pretty much always depicted, and they were described as facing each other, and their wings. Doing facing this, each other, right? doing yeah. that, yeah, right. yeah, Not kind of plugging this. into each other. And this is interesting that they both touch the walls and each other, so kind of a little back and front action. I don't know. <laughs> I They're flapping. They're yeah. flapping their wings. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> oh, by the way, he overlaid the cherubim with gold. Oh, good. Of okay, of course. Yeah, gotta have that. I would have expected nothing else. Come on. Yeah. He carved all the walls of the house round about with carved figures of cherubim and palm trees and open flowers inside and outside. The floor of the house he overlaid with gold inside and outside. For the entrance of the oracle, he made doors of olive wood. The lintel and doorposts were a fifth part of the wall. So he made two doors of olive wood and he carved on them carvings of cherubim and palm trees and open flowers and overlaid them with gold and he spread the gold on the cherubim and on the palm trees. What about the open flowers? (laughs) He just left those? Is that, you know, is that intentional? Make them stand out? Must be a design. Must be a design choice. I'm sure it looked super cool. Maybe we could Mm -hmm. find pictures of it. We're not going to find pictures of it. We're only going to find artistic depictions of it. I think that's what he means. Yeah, but I'm sure those people have spent more time thinking about it than we have. Much more. So also made he, for the entrance of the temple, doorposts of olive wood out of a fourth part of the wall and two doors of fir wood. The two leaves of the one door were folding and the two leaves of the other door were folding. Oh, it's a little folding, folding action. Folding action, yeah. Yeah. He carved thereon cherubim and palm trees and open flowers, and he overlaid them with gold fitted on the engraved work. He built the inner court with three courses of hewn stone and a course of cedar beams. In the fourth year was the foundation of the house of Yahweh laid in the month Ziv. In the eleventh year, in the month Bul, which is the eighth month, was the house finished throughout all the parts of it, and according to all the fashion of it, so he was seven years in building it. But not him. Not, no, not him. A bunch of other people. His friends. I see. So he. So we're saying that he started it in the fourth year and finished it in the 11th finished year? Finished it in the 11th year. Got took it. took him seven years to build it. Okay. I mean, that, yeah, with how elaborate this is, that, that makes sense to me. Yes. This is a, Seems a, reasonable. a big public works program. It's part of his uh, campaign to, like, you know, create jobs or something like that. Definitely. <laughs> uh, that's the end of the chapter. Wow. Okay. Gosh. Well, we have a, an amazing, ostentatious temple. And you know what I was thinking about it being gaudy? Is the fact that he's kind of the first one, though, maybe? So everyone now, like in Vegas, is kind of biting off Solomon style. But really, Solomon was the originator of this. The first kinda... one to go full, full, go. full gaudy. Before that was considered gaudy, and it was just considered like, whoa. It wasn't gaudy. It Stunning. was godly. Godly. Uh-huh. Oh, nice. Well done. <laughs> wow. Um, okay. All right, everybody. We are about to continue on with Kings, First Kings chapter 7. seven. Uh, but first... We would love your support in making this show continue and keep growing and getting more people coming around to these parties. Okay, it's time for First Kings 7. I I can get this. I can say this correctly. (laughs) How many more like first and second and third books do we have? Oh, several. Several more, yeah. Okay. So it's good that you've practiced this skill. Are there Mm. ever three or just two always? There are three. once. I only know of really? one three-parter. There's only yeah. one three-parter, yeah. at least in the Bible that I grew up with. Yeah. In the evangelical church, there's only one three-parter there's book. A three-parter. Is yeah. it in the Old or the New Testament? It's in the New Testament. It's mm-hmm. oh. towards the very end. It's gonna, it yeah, the it's going to be one of the last. Revelation three. No. <laughs> 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 it's first, second, and third John before 
Or no, first, second, third John, Jude, and then Revelations. What's funny, though, is that, you know, for this reading, you know, first and second Kings, for example, is going to take us over the course of maybe five-ish months or so. We're going to read first, second, and third Johns in like two weeks. They're super short. What? I think think one book is one week, and then the other two are both going to be in one episode because they're so short. Wait, okay. So is the acceleration of this show going to really ramp up like once we hit the New Testament? Uh, meaning I think like it'll feel a little faster maybe, yeah. Will we'll be going through books at a quicker pace? Not always. I okay. mean some some of the books are a bit longish, but especially like later in the New Testament, there's a lot of pretty short books. We're going to hit some sections of the Old Testament, too, like we did with Ruth, where Ruth was one episode just by itself. Yeah. We're going to have some more of those. So it's really just going to come and go. There's going to be some that, okay. are, some that are pretty short, some that are a little longer. Yeah. That's exciting. You got you to gotta mix it up sometimes. Like, I, I've enjoyed mm-hmm. those one-offs because it's like we, we got through another one and we did it in one day. Yeah. Look at exactly. us. Nice, nice, fresh energy. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, we're moving on to First Kings 7. Solomon was building his own house 13 years, and he finished all his house. Well, that's Okay, this is his house, not Yahweh's house. Yeah, I wonder if he was building them simultaneously, or did he build all of Yahweh's house, and then he decided, like, Mm, now it's time for my house. He's like, I've just been living in a trailer, and this sucks. I doubt it, (laughs) somehow. He's, like, been living in the foreman's trailer in the construction site. (laughs) His 40,000 horses have to go somewhere. Like, he's Mm -hmm. definitely, he's probably got a nice place. Okay. For he built the house of the forest of Lebanon. The length of it was 100 cubits. Oh, that's yeah. Wow. Okay. So 150 feet, basically. Wow. Okay. Okay. 100 cubits and the breadth of it, 50 cubits and the height of it, 30 cubits. Okay. Already some problems I'm seeing right out the gate. Well, it's bigger than God's house, right? Okay. Yes. Number number one. That's first problem. That's a big problem. First problem. (laughs) However, at the same time, functionally, Solomon's house has to house a lot more people. You know, between uh, his okay. wives and concubines and children right. and servants and That's true. advisors right. oh, and yeah. everybody, so, you know, and kind of make the argument that functionally it, it technically needs more space than the temple actually does. Okay. No, that's a good point. That's You make a good point. All right. I mean, okay. He won't He won't be smited right away. Won't be smote. We'll see what happens. Smote. 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 Smoted. Smotified. Okay. Yeah. Smitten, I believe, is the word. Oh. Oh, right. God is already smitten with him. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, okay. I, it was on four rows of cedar pillars with cedar beams on the pillars. It was covered with cedar above over the 45 beams that were on the pillars, 15 in a row. There were beams in three rows and win- window was over against window in three ranks. So just like windows we, everywhere, kind of like as a, far as the eye could see, like an early version of like floor to ceiling windows, where it's like oh, they're cool. stacked a- on top of each other. Maybe is that kind of what we're like, getting at? Solomon is aesthetic; like he knows like what's going on. That's why Yahweh wanted to wait for him to design the temple. No, That's true. Like David, no, thank you. Uh, I got <laughs> Solomon here coming up. Also, remember David wanted to build the house out of wood. And he's like, mm. it's just going to be a little wood cabin. And he's like, I really want this gold inlaid, beautiful place that I know Solomon <laughs> yeah. can make with like stone foundations and everything. So exactly, yeah. 
All the doors and posts were made square with beams, and the window was over against window in three ranks. He made the porch of pillars. The length of it was 50 cubits and the breadth of it 30 cubits, and a porch before them, and pillars and a threshold before them. Hold on, hold so on. So he, he has like nesting pillars, porches? Two porches, rather? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Porch, Double porches? And then... <laughs> Can you imagine you going know up we to your just friend's want house? Porch. You go to your rich friend's house and you like walk up the steps to the entryway and there's a porch and then one level up you have to go up more steps to get to the other porch and then you get to the door. Can you imagine that? I no. kind of love it. No, I'm actually super <laughs> into it, right? So you have you? one like big, huge, beautiful, like covered porch, and then in front of that you have like an uncovered porch. You know, like that's just like a... your bar- that's like your barbecue and porch. There you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But do you want that up front though? You d- you don't generally put your barbecue right out front. No, well, I feel like in the you, back. You, it's ugly. I would want it at the back, but I don't think that they know what backyards are at this point. Maybe so they yeah, just we have haven't really yards. had any mentions of backyards. Maybe this is it's right. very huge. Just have front huge. Yards. Huge front porches, no yard, just porch. It is yeah. interesting that in the message here, the the first porch, he translates as a colonnaded courtyard. Oh, and then it had a roofed porch at the front with ample leave, with ample eaves. So ample eaves, <laughs> those eaves. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so a colonnaded courtyard. I don't even quite like colonnaded courtyard. Colonnaded doesn't mean that with columns. I guess. Isn't that so, colonnaded? So it's just a courtyard. So there were columns everywhere? Okay. With a, a porch on a courtyard. See, that also sounds weird. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how this works. Wait, okay, listen to this. Listen to this. He made the porch of the throne where he was to judge, even the porch of judgment, and it was covered with cedar from floor to floor. So one of these porches was not a barbecuing porch. It was a judgment <laughs> porch. Right, okay. where he came to judge the people. Maybe we're misunderstanding a little bit. Maybe rather than the porch being on the front of the place, it is more like a courtyard. It's like toward the back on the inside. And then the porch is like a like a little stage, right? Where he has his judging chair and he does, right? Because we did make the joke about, you know, Judge Joe Brown or Judge Judy for his judge <laughs> show. And it's like, yeah, now this is like the audience place. He's got all the folding chairs that you can set up in the colonnaded courtyard, Okay, now now I get it. Okay. His house where he was to dwell, the other court within the porch, was of the like work. Hold on, does he does he live inside a porch? What is going on? This is I know I know I made the joke right at the top that Yahweh didn't didn't want a McMansion, but this feels like it's getting into McMansion territory. Well, but this is this is crap this is solomon's house <laughs> yes i know and it, you know right. solomon can do whatever he wants he had okay. to like leave the godliness for god so is this just like behind the porch there are these rooms i guess it's gotta be so he built a, a his judging room and then he built his personal residence okay uh-huh. sure okay um he made also a house for pharaoh's daughter whom solomon oh. had taken his wife that's nice for right. her. Oh, that's nice. That. She gets yeah. her own place. Jeez. Yeah. Like this porch. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm so- Wait, what? I'm sorry. Read this with I me. Just- uh-huh. He made also a house <laughs> for Pharaoh's daughter, uh, colon, whom saw, or wait, no, what is that? 
<laughs> yeah, whom Solomon had taken for a wife. Parentheses. We, in, whom in America, had... we call them parentheses. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Whom Solomon had taken as wife, and then other parentheses, like this porch. You're right. <laughs> Another, it's not, you're right. In this translation, they're all porches. That everything's a porch. <laughs> everything's a porch. So we okay, made this has to be just a, a not what? a porch translation. Oh, poor translation. Good. A poor porch translation. <laughs> I don't. Wow. But the mental image of just everyone lives on porches. <laughs> porches that lead to nowhere. Porches not even attached to houses. Porches that are houses in and of themselves. Ah. Now there's a question: Could you have a freestanding porch? Or does a porch have to be a- attached to a building in order for it to be a porch? Does it become, you know, a gazebo or something if it's not attached? Mm. Like, what's Maybe the rules? Maybe a gazebo if you don't have, like, a, th- a gazebo over it. Like, isn't a gazebo, like, a little, like, a, f- a shaded thing? I'm assuming that these are covered porches. Yeah. See, I, 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 get- you don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> You need something to help you from the heat. Yes, and and if it rains, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Wow. All right. So everyone's okay. living in porches in Solomon's okay. house. All these were of costly stones, even of hewn stone, according to measure, sawed with saws. That's good. Good. <laughs> Inside, it's a good thing to saw with. Inside and outside, <laughs> even from the foundation to the co- coping, c- cooping, and so on the outside to the great court. Okay. I'm trying to like figure out what this even is it just like a just a ridiculous huge area with a courtyard and porches everywhere and little you know mini what? houses okay. everywhere. Yeah, I got a mental image of Topkapa Palace which was the Sultan's palace in Istanbul. Um that I, I, you know, went to when I was there. The, totally, this is many, many thousands of years later that the this palace was built, but it was just this very elaborate, like, I mean, it was basically built to house, like, a, a city's worth of people, right? Because it was, like, both all the right. concubines and the wives and their children and the servants and the cooks and the stable people and the horses, you know? And so it was just this, like, huge complex where there were, like, courtyards branching off of courtyards, branching over to, like, a little gazebo-ish kind of room over here, which is somebody's room, or here's the library. And it was just, like, this elaborate... I don't know. That mental image is making more sense to me of something that architecturally is maybe a little bit chaotic, but also beautiful at the same time. Yeah. At least, um, you know. Yeah, you know, actually, Dedeker, when we went to uh, that royal palace, like the old royal palace in South Korea, it also had a similar thing where each building was separated. Like they weren't all joined together like we think of palaces now. No, my mom and I went to the Forbidden City in um, Beijing. Okay. And yeah, that totally. Yeah, they're all is freestanding buildings. Like. Yeah. Yeah, just with a like huge a compound. bunch of just gigantic courtyards in the middle. Right. Which and maybe are these porches? Maybe. And like Emily, like you said, uh, where the the you know the empress would have her own set of buildings, and the emperor had his own set of buildings, and it's rather than and like the emperor's of, mother-in-law, right, cousin, exactly. had his own set of buildings, and, yeah, and like the military advisor yeah. had his own building, and yeah, exactly. So yeah. okay, all right, I think I'm getting a better picture now. Okay, I, uh, can I just real see. quick point out that in the Message Bible, verse nine starts with the words "No expense was spared," and now oh, I'm picturing him. My goodness, as, and John Hammond is just John like, Hammond. oh my goodness, he walking. had dinosaurs. The dinosaurs had their own house. Oh my goodness, spared uh-huh. no expense. Spared no expense. <laughs> <laughs> Great movie, by the way. It's on Netflix. Go watch. It's so freaking good. Okay. 
Um, so all these were costly stones, even of hewn stone, according to the measure, sod with sods, inside and outside, <laughs> right. even from the foundation to the coping and so on, the outside to the great court. The foundation was of costly stones, even great stones, stones of 10 cubits and stones of 8 cubits. Above were costly stones. We got it. Even hewn stone. <laughs> Those according are big to the stones. Measure, Those are big costly. stones, like 15 feet across yeah. stones. Wow. Okay. That's true. Uh, according to measure and cedar wood. The Great Court roundabout had three courses of hewn stone and a course of cedar beams like the inner court of the house of Yahweh and the porch of the house. King Solomon sent and fetched Hiram out of Tyre. Wait, uh, are Hiram, we done King with that? Hiram. I guess King we're Hiram. done with we're the descriptions yeah. of houses. Yeah. See, I, I would love like a page break, like a, <laughs> an indentation. Nah, wishful thinking. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Okay, so I just went and looked at the World English Bible that you're reading, and in the message, specifically this part, it says, King Solomon sent to Tyre and asked Hiram, and then in parentheses, not the king, a different Hiram. Another (laughs) Hiram. Okay. Okay. (laughs) That's an important thing to know, and I don't know how he knew that, but the World English Bible didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, all right. Interesting. He w- oh, here we go. He was the hmm. son of a widow of the tribe of Naphtali, and his father was a man of Tyre and, wor- and a worker in brass, and he was filled with wisdom and understanding and skill to work all works in brass. <laughs> so is Solomon's house of porches going to be covered all in brass versus the gold oh, that he used for the okay. temple? That's, I think, what this is alluding to. He came to King Solomon and performed all his work. All of it. Did a little presentation, a demonstration, you know? Yeah. It's interesting. The message translates it as bronze instead of brass. Hmm. That's a little confusing. Two different things. Yeah. Yeah. For he fashioned the two pillars of brass, 18 cubits high apiece, and a line of 12 cubits compassed either of them about. He made two capitals of molten brass to set on the tops of the pillars. The height of one capital was five cubits. The height of the other capital was five cubits. What's a capital? <laughs> yeah, I'm a little confused. So you put about it on that. top of the little thingy you put on top of the the the, the pillar. Yeah, it seems like a, maybe a decoration at the top. Yeah, it's just weird to call it a capital. The message also calls it a capital. He was also like, I don't know. No one cares. This this book is boring. <laughs> I'm just going to say capital. Okay. There were nets of checker work. What? And I don't know. Nets? Hold on. Nets. Like- nets of checker work and wreaths of chain work for the capitals, which were on the top of the pillars, seven for one capital and seven for the other capital. Okay, so I did look it up. The capital is kind of, you know, like like you have like Doric columns and Corinthian columns and Ionic columns where it's like the, the work at the top of the column is different. Yeah. That's how you tell the difference. Uh-huh. Chase is shaking his head. I, didn't, um, that's I did not know that. Okay. But yes, that piece at the top of the column is called the capital. Um, oh, like the little twirly twirlies? Like the little twirlies. The twirlies, the twirlies are okay. ionic columns. Yeah. Okay. What are What's those other types of columns? columns? Yeah. 
well, you'll have to look at pictures because I can't easily. Okay. I'm going to make a note. We're going to look up some I don't columns. Know why, I don't know why I know this, but I do know it. No, I learned it in school. I don't know why what? you need to know that. Why, would you, why would you learn that? I did. I remember like Ionic and Corinthian, but I don't. I There were twirlies in places and I can't remember yeah. the places where the I, twirlies were. I learned it in a weird acting gig that I can tell you about later. Okay. <laughs> cool. Sounds about right. Cool. Okay. <laughs> Uh, let's see. So, so he made the pillars and there were two rows roundabout on the one network to cover the capitals that were on the top of the pillars. So he did for the other capital. I don't know. <laughs> he made them happening. the same as each other, I think is yeah, what they're trying the, to say. <laughs> the capitals that were on the top of the pillars in the porch were of lily work for cubits. Lily work. Does that mean like. Is that like a brass thing? Or did he like make lilies out of brass? Yeah, the message just says in the shape of a lily. So yeah, it must, okay. must have been, yeah. There were capitals above also on the two pillars, close by the belly, which was beside the network. And the pomegranates were 200 in rows around about the other capital. He set up the pillars at the porch of the temple and he set up the right pillar and called it the name of... Jackin, and he set up the left pillar and called it the name of Boaz. <laughs> we know Boaz. Ah, okay, like the named after the Boaz. Uh, so the the message tells me what they mean. The one oh. on oh. the south means security. That's Jackin, and the pillar to the north means stability. So security oh, and cool. stability is Boaz. Okay. On the top of the pillars was lily work, so was the work of the pillars finished. He made the molten sea of ten cubits from brim to brim, round in compass, and the height of it was five cubits, and a line of thirty cubits compassed it round about. So fifteen feet in diameter, rim to rim. This is like a bowl? Of molten silver? Did he say silver? What did he say? Uh, I thought it was still bronze. Is oh, okay. it, did it say? Molten sea. No, he said molten sea of 10 cubits. A molten... Yeah, I think just like a pool. Uh, uh, maybe a reflecting pool? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I was like, did he Did he like make it all hot so that it like became molten brass and then he like put it over the roof? So I don't know. In the message it says, Hiram's next project was to make the sea. That's a capital S, sea. Dash, yeah, an immense round basin of cast metal, 15 feet in diameter, seven and a half feet tall, and 45 feet in circumference. So is that like his koi pond? Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. Cool. You know. Well, let's see if they, maybe they'll Ellis, tell us Ellis what they in fill the chat, it with. Ellis in the chat is saying that for them it's translated as just a tank. A tank. Oh. Okay. Yeah. A tank of what though? Uh, you well, know, let's... just like rainwater. Okay. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's like a big bird bath, maybe? <laughs> big bird bath. <laughs> For giant birds. <laughs> For <Okay>. big bird. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Under the brim of it, roundabout, there were buds, which did compass it. For ten cubits, compassing the sea roundabout, the buds were in two rows cast when it was cast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> okay. God. So why is that funny? Why are we laughing at this? <laughs> it's, 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 I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so so in the message... Cast it, when it was cast. Cast when it was cast. It makes sense, actually. The message says that it, they the gourds decorated on the inside of it, or the outside of it, I guess. No, it's buds, not gourds. Uh, sorry, it says, gourds. it says gourds in the message, the buds. What's, what's yeah. the difference? Like, I, I see like a bud of a flower. Yeah, that's but not a But a gourd, gourd is like a gourd of a pomegranate. Or like a squash. Yeah. Oh yeah, squash. That's well, a gourd. That's a real gourd. In this, it says just under the rim there were two bands of decorative gourds, ten gourds to <laughs> it each. Was like, it was like someone's bad Thanksgiving table. <laughs> ten gourds to each foot and a half. Okay. The gourds were cast. That's in, a lot. The gourds were cast in one piece with the sea. So I think it's important to emphasize these oh, were not made separately and attached, but they were cast when the bull was Okay, was so cast. they're trying to point out how clever and impressive this is, yeah, is that it was cast yeah. all together with the sea. It was just like one piece. That is impressive. Right, right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this Karen's Thanksgiving table. <laughs> Seriously. Um, okay. It stood on 12 oxen, three looking toward the... Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, I'm like, are these, these are also... real? Okay, no. they're not real oxen because no, that would be, be awful. Yeah, the statues. Yeah, it stood on twelve oxen, three looking toward the north, and three looking toward the west, and three looking toward the south, and three looking toward the east, and the sea was set on them above, and all their hinder parts were inward. Like their their so butts to see their, their balls. butts were inward. Yeah, <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> David J- Solomon was like inward butts. I don't want to see them. <laughs> no, can't look at any butts. No. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna do one last uh, line, Jason. Then you're gonna do. Okay. The next. Okay. Gosh, we're only halfway through this. Yeah. Geez. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was a hand breadth thick. Okay. So a few few inches. Okay. And the brim of it was uh, was worked like the brim of a cup. Like the flower of a lily, it held two thousand baths. Oh, <laughs> okay, two thousand baths. Okay, <laughs> baths must be a unit of measurement, right? The message so- says eleven thousand five hundred gallons. Wow, well, that's, that's very that's specific. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Great. Okay. So, okay, so it held a lot of water. Good. Held it. Now we big- don't know what. The purpose of this water is because it's not quite a reflecting pool because it's on top of these oxen, right? And these it's oxen's not quite butts yeah. on their butts, and it's not quite a swimming pool because it's like it sounds like that's it's elevated, you know. So how are you going to get up in there? Like, what is the point of this? How tall was the whole thing? Do you remember? Well, it was at least the height of an oxen. Yeah. Well, yes, but <laughs> I was trying to remember if we knew how tall it was above oxen's butt. So if I think of like an oxen's butt, right? We're talking like maybe waist height, right? No, and bigger then... than that, Jace. Bigger than that. Their, yeah. their butts are going to be like at your shoulder. Yeah, waist height, what? This isn't a large yeah, dog. So what are you thinking about? Like, yeah, come on. <laughs> I guess I it's never like been a next to an oxen. <laughs> Okay. 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 Yeah. So that right. This is a weird tall pool. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Great. Great. All right. I'm gonna continue us on here to the end. Okay. He made he made ten bases of brass. Four cubits was the length of one base, and four cubits the breadth of it, and three cubits the height of it. The work of the bases was on this manner: they had panels, and there were panels between the ledges. 
And on the panels that were between the ledges were lions, oxen, and cherubim. Hmm. And on the ledges, there was a pedestal above. And beneath the lions and oxen were wreaths of hanging work. Can I just, okay, anyone who says that they've read the whole Bible, like, they definitely <laughs> skipped over all this, though, right? They like, they, they just were like, yeah, 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 and then, yeah, like, get it. said that they read it. Right. <laughs> I mean, I can't blame them, really. Like, any, no, any right. reasonable person would skip this, but apparently we're not reasonable. Well, thank you all for listening with us. <laughs> okay. Every base had four brazen wheels and axles of brass, and the four feet of it had supports. Beneath the basin were the supports molten with wreaths at the side of each. Now, With these hold wheel on. around? Is this, yeah, is this supposed to be movable? Is this a, a mobile giant weird bath. bird bath? <laughs> oh, see, I thought these were separate things. But it said it was below the basin. I thought like below and near it, not... Wait, yeah, no, it they, says he made 10 are the bases. Oxen movable? He made 10 bases of brass. And when I look at that verse up in the message, it says Hiram also made 10 washstands of brass. Oh. So these are separate okay. things, but I think they do have wheels on them. I think these right. ones handy can move around. Okay. Handy for what? Like in case like they're like okay, those birds over there they clearly need water. Let's go bring it to them. <laughs> I'm assuming it's for like washing your hands before doing holy things. Okay. Right? Okay. All right. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that that's yeah, a legitimate sure. guess. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the mouth of it within the capital and above was a cubit, and the mouth of it was round after the work of a pedestal, a cubit and a half. And also on the mouth of it were engravings, and their panels were four square, not round. Let's be clear here. <laughs> These ones were square. The four wheels were underneath the panels, and the axles of the wheels were in the base. Where else would they be? And the weight of a wheel was a cubit and a half a cubit. Sorry, the height. The height. Of it? The, uh, the height. Okay. I don't know how to read, apparently. It's uh, the second <sighs> beer here. I'm having a Tangerine Express hazy IPA. I know that okay. intermission's dangerous. Okay. Uh, the <laughs> so the height of it was a cubit and a half a cubit, also known as one and a half cubits. The work, <laughs> the work of their wheels was like the work of a chariot wheel. Their okay. axles and their rims and their spokes and Hold their on. what? What's the top speed of one of these pedestals? <laughs> like, what are what is yeah, it? If built you put for? a horse on it, I mean, <laughs> it could go. Yeah. You know. 30 miles an hour. I don't know. 25? <laughs> right. David David is pointing out in the chat that these are the, he's describing the rims on these chariots. Sick They've got rims. some sick rims on these. So yeah, their axles and their rims and their spokes and their naves were all molten. There were four supports at the four corners of each base. The supports of it were the base itself. I think we're just kind of reiterating all about ourselves that base. now. Yeah. All about mm -hmm. that base. Uh, in the top of the base, there was a round compass, half a cubit high. And on the top of the base, the stays of it and the panels of it were of the same. Okay. On the plates of the stays of it and on the panels of it, he engraved cherubim, lions, and palm trees. Those, that's his sort of motif for all of this. 
according to the space of each, and wreaths round about. After this manner, he made the ten bases. All of them had one casting, one measure, and one form. Okay, like one mold that he made all of these basins out of. Oh, that's nice. Okay. It's pretty cool. Yeah? It's pretty cool. I don't really understand how the technology works for doing this, but I'm sure it's quite impressive. I'm sure we can find out. Okay, maybe we can look I'm into sure, that. I'm sure, yeah, like, I'm sure how we, do we can look cast into some bronze, bronze? slash yeah. brass casting. Yeah. Okay. He made 10 basins of brass, colon. One basin contained 40 baths, and every basin was four cubits. And on very one, I think it means every, and on very one of the ten bases, one basin. What, what even just happened? Very what is this nonsense? This is nonsense. Okay, okay, also, that that holds a lot of water. 40 baths? Yeah. A lot more than I was in, anticipating. Well, I thought there were just ten. I thought no, we made ten. You, I'm you just You just literally read the words 40 baths. Oh, that's a that's a no, sorry, bath is a unit of measurement of volume. Yes. Yes, I know. Oh, okay. Just that these are big baths. <laughs> but it's a okay. lot of baths. Big. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So the message says he also made ten bronze wash basins, each six feet in diameter. So yeah, fairly large, with a capacity of two hundred thirty gallons. One wow. basin for each of the 10 washstands. So these each go with one of those other 10 we just described earlier. Okay. Yes. Wow, this is so boring and yet also fascinating <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> um, <clears throat> he set the bases, five on the right side of the house and five on the left side of the house. And he set the C on the right side of the house eastward toward the, the south. Whole- see he was like over here (laughs) yeah wow okay Hiram made the basins and the shovels and the basins (laughs) let me just read that again Hiram made the basins and the shovels and the basins okay good 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 so Hiram made an end of doing all the work he had worked for sing for sing Coloman for King Solomon in the house of Yahweh the the two pillars and the two bowls of the capitals that were on top of the pillars, and the two networks to cover the two bowls of the capitals that were on the top of the pillars, and the 400 pomegranates for the two networks, two rows of pomegranates for each network to cover the two bowls of the capitals that were on the pillars. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm reading the, what is it, the shipping news or whatever? Just the, like, yes. the shipping yes. reports? Just nonsense. <laughs> and the 10 bases... And the ten basins on the bases. <laughs> and the one sea and the twelve oxen under the sea. And the pot and on the Swimming shovels. Oxen. <laughs> and the basins, even all of these vessels which Hiram made for King Solomon in the house of Yahweh were of burnished brass. Okay. I think that's the end of that thought. Oh jeez, we're still to the end of the chapter. No, we're not quite no, there yet. Not quite. A few more a few more. In the plain of the Jordan did the king cast them, in the clay ground between Succoth and Zarathon. Solomon left all the vessels unweighed because they were exceedingly many. The weight of the brass could not be found out. <laughs> Dear reader, we could not even tell you how heavy these brass basins were. No. 
Solomon made all the vessels that were in the house of Yahweh, the golden altar, and the table whereupon the showbread was of gold. Oh, and the showbread. We have not heard about the showbread in, in an age. Is this like That's better? True. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. this is the bread that God gets. So I think mm-hmm. we're back to talking about the house of Yahweh now. We've, we're oh, kind of done talking what? about Solomon's house. Because it said Solomon it's made all the vessels helpful. that were in the house of Yahweh. Okay. The golden altar and the table whereupon the showbread was of gold. And the lampstands, five on the right side, five on the left, before the oracle of pure gold, and the flowers, and the lamps, and the tongs of gold, and the cups, and the snuffers, and the basins, and the spoons, and the fire pans of pure gold, and the hinges, both for the doors of the inner house, the most holy place, and for the doors of the house, to wit, of the temple of gold. Thus... All the work that King Solomon worked in the house of Yahweh was finished. <sighs> Solomon, <Finally>. Solomon <laughs> brought in the things which David, his father, had dedicated, even the silver and the gold and the vessels, and put them in the treasuries of the house of Yahweh. We the can't end. have silver in this giant gold house. Yeah, I was going right? to say, get that shit out of here. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh my goodness! Okay, oh we're, my we're stars! Good. We made it. We made it. It's been a long time since we've had this like very specific architectural, yeah, instructions seriously. kind of reading. <laughs> oh boy! Wow. <sighs> you know what? I think what? this was good. It was good to kind of remind ourselves of how good we've had it lately. <laughs> <laughs> even if we've had problems with the story, at least there's story. <laughs> <laughs> this was That's not. a good point. <laughs> yeah. This was an wow. IKEA instruction booklet for like Franck well, or whatever. It was a little <laughs> bit less instruction booklet than we got with like building the tabernacle, where that was very, very specific. It's like you're gonna do it this way and you're gonna do it this way and you're gonna make sure that it goes this way. Mm-hmm. And this is more kind of a like Look how badass this was. Right. Look, we got some really kick-ass artisans in here to build a freaking giant basin for completely unknown reasons. Yeah. yeah. Does that mean that like that Solomon is an amazing gold worker where Hiram or is an amazing brass worker? Well, Solomon clearly had access to amazing gold workers. I doubt he himself was doing any of this gold work. Yeah. yeah but but I suppose impressive that he had access to the gold. That his kingdom yeah. was yes. was you know successful enough to have enough gold to make these things, or it's stolen enough gold to be able to make these things. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, as it was, as it was. Um, uh, I mean, I now have an image of like maybe Solomon is really into Olympic swimming training, and that's what he's doing uh, in that basin see. every single yeah. day, just out there getting ripped. There yeah, you, you know that. I mean, swimmers' bods are are pretty great i can you know i support that i'm into it i wish <laughs> yeah. i liked swimming i just really don't no you you hit the mm-hmm. water I really don't like yeah. the water yeah uh yeah. gosh just everything about this was was just was really something it was like a <laughs> it was like a lifestyles of the rich and famous or or mtv yeah. cribs or something it's like yeah so tell us about this basin that you've got here it's like <laughs> right well i had I had this uh guy he's he's an orphan he's a bronze worker and he came and uh it's all cast out of one piece actually this whole thing yeah one mold, amazing, okay, right? you know, just, it's very much like that yeah <laughs> you know i really like the oxen i just thought you know they're such a beautiful strong hard-working inspiring animal you know i really had to spend 
specifically request that their butts were faced inward because I didn't you know, want to kind of buy that. Right, yeah, right. yeah. But I really think it turned out just quite beautifully. It's it's one of my favorite things, really. Right. You know, if you if you crawl underneath, then all of the butts are pointing toward you. It's it's quite an experience. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. And with that, <laughs> what are we doing next week? <laughs> We're continuing on. I'm hoping that we get to more of the like interesting Solomon stories next week. I'm hoping that yeah, we're I done mean, kind of establishing this. I don't know any others, this. but yeah. yeah I- I can't recall any other fun Solomon stories, but that doesn't mean anything. I'm sure that there are a ton of them. We have like two kings, two whole kings to get through, so Yeah. We're just going to keep yeah. on keep on trucking maybe some prophecies. Maybe Yahweh's going to come down and give some notes or some praise for this. You know, yeah. I think there's lots no, of possibilities. I think, I think Yahweh's going to come down. He's going to be like, where's my basin, huh? Yeah, it's like yeah. this cool, cool basin you, you got need in to, your house there. You need to give me at least like half of your basins. I mean, I noticed you also have at least six more porches than you thought that I deserved. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, so, what's so, up with that? So I'm sure you just haven't gotten to my basin yet, but when you do... <laughs> I was thinking maybe unicorns instead of oxen. I don't know. That could be cool, right? <laughs> yeah, really cool. <laughs> oh, wow. boy. All right. Yep. Well, we want to once again promote drunkbiblestudy.com slash live for all y'all out there who couldn't make it to the live show today. If you do want to come and enjoy this with us and have a fun time talking in the chat and having some lovely drinks with all of us, then come join us in uh, the live chat every single week. What is it? It's a Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Yeah. yeah. We have a blast. So thank you all for joining us for Bible study today. If you want even more drunk Bible study, including ad-free episodes, early releases, personal toasts on the show, and more, become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash drunkbiblestudy. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe and then write us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher, letting other people know what you like about it. You can also join fellow listeners in the Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship Facebook group. Find us on Twitter at Drunk Bible Cast, on Instagram at Drunk Bible Study, or send us an email to info at drunkbiblestudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Jace Lindgren, Dedeker Winston, and me, Emily Matlack. Our theme song is Book Club by Josh and Anand from their album Home of The The The. For more information, visit us at drunkbiblestudy.com. You know